It's May 2020, and we have seven major events to look at from Vedic Astrology this month in the May 2020 horoscope. So first up, we have Mars moving into Aquarius on May 4th. We have a full moon in Vishaka Nakshatra on May 7th. Saturn goes retrograde on May 10th. Venus goes retrograde on May 13th. Jupiter goes retrograde on May 14th. The Sun moves into Taurus on May 14th as well. And then a new moon in Kritika Nakshatra on May 22nd. So those are the seven major events coming up this month. And I'll talk about all about how that applies to you personally and what you can do to work with these energies in this month of May 2020 here today on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and I'm excited to share with you, those of you who are in my January Mindful New Year course, you have access to a printout that I gave you uh, that I'm going to read from here today for everybody. But if you happen to be in that course, go to page 35 of your handout, and I'm actually going to read exactly what I put in the manual back in when I made this in December, uh, which is the sort of high level of what's happening right now. So if we look at the top of this page, if those of you who have that page, if you don't, I'm just going to read it to you so you'll be fine. Saturn moves into Capricorn January 24th, 2020, and it's there all the way until April 2022. So when did this whole coronavirus thing start and really kick off? Well, it was declared a pandemic on January 30th. And if you look at the first reported case all throughout the world outside of China, they're all in this range around January 20th to January 30th. 2020. So what lands right in the middle of there is Saturn moving into Capricorn. So when we look at this, it helps us sort of understand what's happening here. And there's a planetary cycle that's going to play out over two and a half years that started when all of this began. And it sort of normalizes and helps us understand what's happening and how we can work with this and sort of takes away some of the fear and panic that Saturn is all about. Uh, and normalizes this. But here's what I put in just my notes and generally what Saturn and Capricorn represents. The general keyword is deep focus. So this is a Sasa Yoga, the strongest manifestation of Saturn's energies. Saturn is disciplinarian, structure, it's elderly people, uh, it can be diseases, it can be impoverished people. And all those things are doubly amplified because they're also represented by Saturn. And they're also represented by Capricorn. So those energies are just doubly manifest. And in a positive expression of this, because everything has a positive or negative expression that we can work with. And really the goal of this work, I think, is to be able to find our center in all of it and not be pulled and pushed by all the polarity and all of the divisiveness that we see in the world and polarizing sort of, you need to believe this or that. And if you don't believe this, then you must believe that. Uh, that polarization of positive and negative, uh, it really disconnects us from our true selves and stops us from seeing the true self in each other. And that's, you know, in yoga, when we practice things like yoga and meditation, we're aligning with that. And that's why I teach astrology and yoga, because I think, I think it's just giving us the big macro perspective, how we can engage with life on the micro perspective in our own day-to-day -day choices, which I focus on with studying this astrology. So Positive expressions, hardworking, serious, responsible, success through working with schedules and budgets, uh, being centered, making things orderly and compact, being practical, careful, thinking things through, knowing what is necessary, 
and being deliberate, contemplative, having capacity to work or be alone as required, being diplomatic or democratic is actually what I wrote. But again, there's no political thing there. It's just being mindful of like what is actual, what's pragmatic here, what's necessary here. And that's what Saturn and Capricorn positively expressed can look like. And what I think we all have the opportunity to work with in this time of quarantine and restrictions and government restrictions, which Saturn also represents in Capricorn. So what are the unfavorable expressions of this energy? There can be withholding of information. There can be being too shrewd, unscrupulous, not much fun, being focused on the downside of things, being cruel and disagreeable, being discontented, working too hard, being too much of a perfectionist, being too much, uh, too much structure, too much stira, too much effort. Uh, it can have stagnation. Diseases of old age are represented by Saturn and Capricorn. Joint problems, dryness, mental blocks. And that's happening for all of us. That's Saturn and Capricorn is affecting all of us, but it all affects us in a specific area of our lives. So for Capricorn rising signs, Again, this is Vedic Astrology. You want to know your Vedic birth chart? Schedule a reading with me, quietmind.yoga.astrology. Go to astrosage.com or uh, any sort of Vedic chart calculator uh, and get your birth chart so you can see what your rising sign is and how this will affect you personally. Uh, but just have it all laid out. Uh, it's all right here. The Aries, it's affecting your 10th house, Taurus, your 9th house, and so on. So you can see all of that laid out of how, uh, for each rising sign, how it affects you and what house it'll affect. And if you're not sure what the houses mean, go back to my houses episodes and go in depth in that and just apply these qualities to that house. But really strongly, it's going to affect the uh, Capricorn rising, uh, the Cancer rising, because it's affecting your first and seventh house and your 10th house as well. So for Cancer rising and Capricorn rising, it's affecting yourself, your relationships, your career, your home. All of these aspects are felt strongly for Capricorn and Cancer rising. And the other thing that's happening here is this is like when in 2006 and 7, uh, when Saturn was over opposite of where it is now, and Saturn was in the uh, in the sign of Cancer aspecting Capricorn. That's when the housing bubble happened, and it wasn't exactly 2008 right so that's when everyone thinks 2008 was the big recession but the housing bubble really happened and it burst when saturn was in cancer the saturn limitations and structure and disciplinarian and hard fought lessons was in the planet in the house of the home and the fourth house so it's it's now aspecting that so now it's aspecting the fourth house right now and we're seeing what could be a mortgage crisis coming up when people can't pay their bills and then the lenders can't pay their, you know, so it's this whole cycle of everybody is going to be in a really tough spot. There's going to be a lot of restrictions and challenges and limitations just with that Saturn energy over the next two and a half years. It's not going to end soon. That's the reality of it. It started when Saturn moved into Capricorn and it's going to stay there while Saturn's in Capricorn, just like the housing crisis went on for quite a while and the whole recession went on for quite a while. And as I talked about in my previous episode, comparing this time to previous pandemics and recessions in those two different episodes, those things went on for quite a while. 
So as always, as I've said before, it's free will. We can choose how to respond to this. We can focus on the things we can't control, like what the president says or what this political party says or this, you know, all this sort of division and divisiveness that can happen in the media and fear. And every day it's X amount of people died. That's the headline. X amount of people died. There's no context for that. There's no sort of understanding of what the big picture is of that. It's just people are dying. And that's meant to create fear and panic in all of us. And if we let that happen, then the negative qualities of Saturn will definitely manifest and we will be taken over by it. And it will ride us for the next two and a half years. Uh, thankfully, just a little, little under that now at this point, but we're just still in the beginning of it. And all of the, um, you know, you can look into all sorts of sort of speculation of where things are going. A lot of people are saying 18 months. There's a lot of talk of 18 months before there's a vaccine, before the fear starts to let up. But uh, really, if you want to just sort of plan your life, if you're like, if you're like me, like kind of thinking, you know, how can I plan with, how can I work with this energy? Like, should I focus on these things that, you know, maybe things will let up in a month? Some some states are starting to open. Uh, should I go with that? Probably not because everything's about to go retrograde and it's very likely that things will open and then people will say, well, that's not working. We got to shut everything down again or it's going to be slow phases <clears throat> and it's going to be quite a while before things are just back to normal like they were before. And I would say look at the transit of Saturn and Capricorn two and a half years. So April 2022. That's what I would, that's what I'm personally doing. That's how I'm responding to this. I'm sort of just expecting it to be like this for another two and a half years and then to change. And I'm not expecting it to change this month, I'm not expecting it to change anytime soon. Uh, so that's my approach and do what feels right for you. Trust your gut and intuition. Uh, but again, look at past pandemics, look at past recessions. A lot of people are saying we're about to hit depression levels of unemployment and GDP. So very likely, you know, the depression was 10 years. The recession, the last recession uh, was several months, about nine months, I think. So it, it's going to be a while. And that's okay. We can focus on uh, working with schedules and budgets, finding our center, uh, being practical, being careful, thinking things through, knowing what's necessary, uh, really being a minimal minimalist, the Saturn aspect in K2 this month. Uh, K2 cuts things away. What is no longer necessary and... Uh, what was attaching you to your ego and identity, the, the nice things, the material things. K2 says, uh, time to let those go. Saturn says, uh, I'm going to take these away from you. All right, that's just what Saturn does. I'm going to take things away from you. Like it's not in your greatest service. Like you're going to learn a life lesson from this. It's not going to be pain. It's not going to be comfortable. It's probably going to be painful. I'm going to take it away from you and you're going to grow from it. And uh, it sucks. Like it just sucks sometimes. And that's the reality of it. Uh, but if we know that, it sort of normalizes it and it gives us this empowerment of like, okay, you know, this thing's out of my control. What can I still control? I can choose what I focus to think on, think about. I can choose what I do with my, you know, I've got probably got more free time in the day, uh, probably a lot more limited in where, what I can do with that time, but I've still got a lot of discretionary time. So uh, Saturn is saying, I'm going to take away a bunch of stuff and uh, help you grow and learn through this process. And uh, the more we fight it and resist it, the worse it is. And the more we surrender to it, the better it is ultimately. Um, so that's my thoughts on all of that. We've got Mars exalted in Capricorn. Again, reading through this page if you have it from the uh, course. 
So Mars is in Capricorn until May 4th, so it's about to move over to Aquarius. Uh, but that just strengthen all that Saturnine energy, everything I just talked about for the past several minutes. Uh, it's because it's very important, right? But now Saturn is moving over, or Mars is moving over to Aquarius this month. So letting up a bit of that, uh, of that energy of restrictions and limitations a little bit. Uh, but, but with everything else going on, it's not going to really let up that much. But with Mars moving over to Aquarius, there's going to be the strong energy of progressive ideas and the strong energy of finding vaccines and science and medicine. Because anytime that Aquarius is strongly emphasized, as we'll especially learn in the next uh, cycle of Saturn in 2022 going forward, uh, when Saturn gets to Aquarius, as I look back through history and my research, whenever Saturn was in Aquarius in the past, there was some major breakthroughs in, uh, in scientific fields and major events having to do with vaccines. So it's very likely that if things are not, if there's not a vaccine by then, uh, there will be at that point. And uh, regardless of where you stand on those things, I am not going to play politics at all uh, with any of this. I'm just giving you the information. That's what's happened throughout history, and that's likely to happen again uh, in this point. But now with Mars and Aquarius for a little while here, uh, we've already seen just today as I'm recording this, uh, some talk of possible uh, vaccines for coronavirus. So that's going to be a big headline in the news. And really, ultimately, I, I don't recommend looking at it too much. Uh, don't let, again, look at what the message they're sending is. It's predominantly fear. And that's the Saturn energy. That's that's going to be there at least for the next two and a half years. But that's generally what the media is designed to do in the first place. So, pro, you know, proceed with caution anytime you click on the news or click on a link or go to a website that's their primary motive is fear. And if you let that rule your life, it's going to manifest all those negative qualities of Saturn. So I encourage you to focus on what you can control, what you do have uh, dominion over, which is really not much. And I've always said that. That's always been the case. It's what we choose to focus on. Where we put our attention is the one thing always in our control. And a, a great book to read if you've never read A Man's Search for Meeting, uh, Victor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor who was in a concentration camp for years and had very, very, very little control over anything and chose to focus on his mindset. And the people, he said, that's, that suffered the most and had the hardest time in that situation were the ones who kept saying, in three months we're going to get out. By Easter we'll be out of here. I just can't wait by Easter. I can't wait to go home and see my family. We'll be out of here. Easter would come. They're still in the concentration camp. Then they'd say, I can't wait till uh, Thanksgiving. By Thanksgiving, I'll be with my family and still nothing. Okay, Christmas. Okay, the new year. And it just kept moving. And those people just would get all their hopes up. And then they'd become more and more deflated and defeated over time. So I'm encouraging you not to do that as best you can and not let your mind get stuck in you know, maybe by here, you know, they say this time, maybe May 15th right now is the day people are saying things will start to open up. Uh, things will get back to normal. Uh, maybe they'll have this cure by this point and everything will change. And um, it's, I, I, the astrology and the, the history of these transits does not say that. So just by looking at the research of past events, 
it looks very likely it's going to be a while. And from Viktor Frankl's perspective, A Man's Search for Meaning, a great book about focusing on what you can control, uh, that is a much more resilient mindset to focus on what I can control now and know that this might go on forever and that's okay. Even if it did go on forever, what would I do? If it ended tomorrow, what would I do, right? So, so not letting your, your mood and your emotions and your choices be too much contingent on external factors. So as Mars goes into Aquarius, that can bring some optimism and some hope and some idealism, uh, but keep it in check because we've got Saturn and Capricorn for quite a while. Next, we have Jupiter being debilitated in Capricorn, which is continuing uh, right now. And that's going to, it's about to go retrograde this month. So Jupiter, when Jupiter is debilitated, uh, structured expansion or restricted development, I mean, the way I interpreted this last month and I've said before, when Jupiter gets debilitated, it's like with March 30th that started uh, and it's going until June 29th, so about three months. Uh, so at the end of March that started and we saw more government restrictions, right? We saw uh, mandatory masks and more limitations externally imposed, more expansion of structure. That's Jupiter and Saturn. And that's that's really, <laughs> again, it's not the best news, but that's that's from March to June this year, and then it comes back again in November to April. So all the way through April 2021, that uh, Jupiter and Capricorn effect then, Jupiter goes into Aquarius, a much more positive place for it to be. Uh, so it's it's those periods because it's going retrograde this month and it's going to go back to Sagittarius. And we'll cover that when we get there. But with Jupiter in Capricorn, it's favorable, uh, it's favorable time for caring for the masses, the poor, the old, the underdogs. And we see that. I mean, everything is just focused on caring for the sick and the old. And uh, it's typically elderly people, typically men, uh, two-thirds of People dying are men, and the majority of them are over 60, and uh, many of them have comorbidities. So the sick and old men in general, and that's, that's again Saturn and Capricorn, old men, not the best time to be an old man, honestly. Um, and with Jupiter there, that also, uh, but it sh Jupiter brings a benefic influence of we're going to care for these people. So there is that positive to it. Um, Follows the standards, accepted, slow and steady expansion, practical, organized, giving. And we see the government giving away a lot of money, in the states at least. And uh, there are consequences to that, but that is what's happening. An unfavorable expression of this is obstructed financial growth, which of course uh, is happening all over. Poor career, lack of protection, which of course is everybody's concerned about um, their health. Um, Women have trouble with husbands. Unfortunately, we see spouse abuse going up significantly. Um, restricted or ultra-conservative religious views. Any sort of major event can be very polarizing. We want to be mindful of that. Notice if we're getting polarized, getting swept up into that. Um, just be mindful of that. Lethargy, stagnation in body. A lot of people stuck at home, unfortunately. Uh, trouble with children. And this is really awful, but uh, child abuse is going up significantly right now. A lot of frustrated people out of work and at home bringing that frustration into the home. Uh, 
lack of grace, liver troubles, fat or fluid obstructions. So that's what Jupiter debilitated and Capricorn can bring, and that's happening now until June 29th, and then again November through April. So those are the current influences that have just been going on for a while. And just sort of normalizing, giving perspectives, everything happening, and knowing that we're in for a while with this. And now this month, we have our retrograde. So Jupiter goes retrograde. And this is, again, page 36. If you have the uh, Mindful New Year course, you can follow along. Again, I'll just read it for you. Great time for bargain hunting. And if you happen to be very wealthy and uh, well-off and not too poorly affected by this, the Jupiter in retrograde in general is a time for bargain hunting, and I put that in here. And uh, unfortunately, it's not... It's not uh, I don't like saying that. I just don't like saying it. It's like, you know, a lot of people are having to let go of things that they actually want to have. They're just not able to afford them. They're having to let them go. And this is a time from May 14th this month, middle of this month, until September 12th. So uh, stock prices plummeting, people having to sell things. Uh, so people who happen to be well off financially and not too poorly affected by this can gain from the situation. Um, finding better deals, calling for returns of loans. Of course, uh, people will not be able to pay their loans, so they'll need to do that. Redeeming coupons, getting rebates. Uh, there can be problems in relationships. You can be successful in disaster situations. So this is specifically like Jupiter retrograde and Capricorn in the birth chart. Uh, if that happens to be you, uh, you tend to be very optimistic and very good at navigating these sort of disaster situations. Don't pay much attention to how something won't work. Just go ahead at this time. You might be quick to spot opportunities for profit, growth, and expansion that others might miss. And that is going to take a lot of mindset work to not get too defeated by everything happening, not keep looking for the next sort of way out, and knowing that having the mindset, a growth mindset of like, how can I learn from this? What are the opportunities here? It's an awful situation. It's not pleasant. Uh, of course, people are struggling and suffering and dying and there's tragedy and loss. And we still need to go on with our lives. And there's room for that sympathy and care and for us to see what we can control in the situation and how we can make the most of what we do have going on because this will change and we'll be in some place in two years uh, that is the result of what we're doing right now. With all the energy of hard work being pressed on by Mars and Saturn this year, you may feel compelled at this time to be lazy at this time, and some of that is needed. Yeah, and have approval for yourself to rest, to recharge as needed. The planet of expansion is now moving in reverse, so review, revise, revisit, resolve your incomplete work. Jupiter is optimistic, and this retrograde will help you find opportunities you would miss if you just kept constantly moving forward and working harder. And uh, be cautious of being overly optimistic to the point of expanding your debts and risks at this time, of course. And then we have Venus retrograde this month in Taurus. So that's from May 13th to June 24th. So about a month there, a little over a month. Loving in reverse. So often what I've seen in Venus retrograde periods 
is your exes start to come out of the woodwork and you run into them and they're texting you and you're just suddenly uh, talking to old partners and this is a terrible time to start a relationship if you happen to be um, single and looking for a relationship and you meet somebody in this time between May 13th and June 24th uh, do your prayers and meditations and uh, your rituals if you really really like them give it some time and don't rush into it and be cautious or don't rush into it period and be cautious because uh, I've actually experienced starting a relationship during Venus retrograde and it's very explosive and uh, not ideal. But there's great life lessons that are to be learned and uh, it's important not to interfere too much in our processes. So uh, if that happens for you, then great. Go for it. Go on the full ride and learn from it. So uh, this is a great time to review past relationships. What have you learned? If you're in a relationship and marriage uh if you're going to go back through things, get help, get therapy, a coach, uh, somebody to talk to to work on this together, because uh, that stuff, of course, can be very triggering and messy in partnership. Uh, but this is a favorable time for it, of going back and reviewing things. Uh, you might have the urge to become celibate during this time, or the reverse. You might become a sexual celebrant during this time and just uh, want to have lots of sex and intimacy. Either way, trust your intuition, trust your body, go with it. And uh, Venus and Taurus, I mean, it's, it's Venus and Taurus. It's such a strong expression of Venus. Beware of idealism about love and having unrealistic expectations that nobody could meet. These are unconscious behaviors that can create a feeling of not being loved and not being enough and not worthy of love. These are just very common core beliefs that we all need to be mindful of, especially during Venus retrograde. If Venus is poorly placed in your chart, this could mean uh, mistreatment, harm, or abuse in your relationship. Again, with all that happening, I did see something today. Uber is giving free rides to anybody in a, an abusive relationship that needs to get out. Take advantage of that. If you happen to be in that situation or know somebody in that situation, it is on the increase right now and is likely to increase. Uh, fortunately, with Mars getting out of Saturn this month uh, very soon, hopefully that will decrease but uh, Venus retrograde in general can see that. So especially if you have a poorly placed Venus, a debilitated Venus, uh, it, ask for help. Uh, use this Uber support. It's great that that exists. Uh, uh, do not hesitate to ask for help. There is, uh, from a Vedic perspective, all this to say there's really only one relationship between you and Source. Nurture that and all of your physical relationships will mirror that. You may be unhappy or discontent in partnership, otherwise uh, wanting a person to fulfill a role that only you and your source energy can fulfill. So I always come back to that, and I know it's difficult, and by no means if you're in a difficult, abusive relationship, am I saying it's your fault? But I'm saying that uh, we, we do want to steer towards focusing on what we can control. And the first thing in that case would be get the F out of there and get the help that you need. And the next would be, uh, how can I love myself and care for myself and give myself the love that I need and come from a place of full and, and nourished. And, and sometimes that's very difficult to find and I understand and I, and I sympathize with that. And uh, ultimately, I, I do encourage you to, to nurture your relationship to yourself. Do things that light you up. Do things that you love, even if they're small, simple things like taking a nap, taking a walk, talking to a friend, eating a piece of chocolate. 
those little things matter and they add up. And I encourage you to focus on those uh, when you can. If you have any artistic hobbies or interests, uh, writing, music, poetry, singing, dancing, definitely nurture those. This is a great time to revisit that part of yourself and integrate that aspect of yourself into who, who you have become and use this artistic outlet to express yourself and process your experiences. So middle of May to middle, late June. And then of course, Saturn retrograde. So everything about Saturn up front, uh, Saturn is the planet of seclusion and renunciation. During this time, you may prefer seclusion, isolation, or meditative practices in solitude. Just be cautious of overdoing it and feeling disconnected from others and misunderstood. Now, a lot of us are uh, just, we are in that seclusion and isolation, uh, whether we chose to specifically overtly or not. So that has manifested. So while we're in this time, review, revisit, revise, renew your commitments, your structures, possibly change them, your habits, your goals. Like a sculptor chiseling marble, the Saturn and Capricorn transit is a slow, deliberate process. Now is the time to step back and gain perspective on what you are creating. Consider doing selfless service or donating. If, if you can, do not do that if, you, if it's out of your means. Uh, but this helps you get out of your own head and connected to helping underserved populations and people in need, which is a great expression of Saturn energy. This transit will bring maturity and wisdom. If you find yourself becoming isolated, fearful, or apathetic, Seek counsel from an older mentor or friend that you trust and remember that resting is just as important to hard work as the hard working part. So in general, uh, revisit, review, revise this month is the real key here and ask for help if you can. Uh, focus on what you can control, how you can serve, and I think that will help make the most of this challenging time that we're in and it's okay if you feel challenged and stressed it's okay if you feel completely optimistic and you're being very productive whatever your experience is is true and valid and welcome and know that it, it might go on for a long time and that's okay thank you for taking the time to watch this video i hope it was helpful for you leave a comment on the youtube video like subscribe share this with a friend who you think might benefit from it and hope you have a great month. Reach out if you have any questions, jeremy at quietmind.yoga. And check out the new Yoga Book Club at yogabookclub.com with me and Christine Rodriguez, the host of the Astrology Now podcast. We'll be doing a uh, weekly reading session from the Yoga Sutra starting this month, and then a new book every so often. Uh, every week we'll be reading through a new part of the book. All right, so thank you for being here, and hope you have a great month.